You're listening to Arrowhead Radio. He doesn't love us because we're good. He loves us because he's good. You can't steer a boat that's not moving. We, need, we as Christians, we need to start opening our mouths. And it says that he who believes on the Son has life, and he that does not believe um, does not have life, and the wrath of God abides on him. Uh, to me, one of the greatest things God did to me was give me peace, give me a hope, give me a promise. And I thought, I have eternal life. I'm, I'm about for heaven, and it's, it's forever. I'm Mark Dana. And I'm Venus Cote. And this is Hope to the Nations. So, Venus, how's your week going? Oh, it's been not too bad. Um, been tired a lot lately. I think I just, I go to bed so early and get up early, and it just seems that just tired all the time. That's uh, maybe the fall weather? I don't know. I, I do get good sleep. It's just I feel old because I get up I get up at the crack of dawn. I get up before the, the crow next door starts yelping. <laughs> <laughs> no, what did I say, crow? I mean the rooster. Yeah. <laughs> I have a rooster next door. My son, he, uh, Chester, he, he's right beside us. Uh, lives right beside a friend and he has a rooster. Chester has a rooster and it kind of bugs his friend a lot. So he kind of complains about it. And uh, the other day, this family was making a lot of noise. First thing in the morning, Chester was outside. He said, Chester said, shh, be quiet. You're going to wake up my rooster. <laughs> that's, that's, hey, Venus, that's all. That's kind of been our culture for well, for for quite a long time, you you rise when the sun comes up, uh, and you go home or you go back to your tent uh, when the sun goes down. It was, I remember that was the case back in the the seventies in Moose Factory, and like I heard stories from elders. That was that's been a, been the kind of a pattern for I guess uh, decades also. I guess because people didn't live, people didn't live by a clock, yeah, and, they really, exactly. and they really didn't need a clock. Yeah, yeah. The sun was their clock. Yeah, yeah. Because so, how are you, Dave? Not bad. Not 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 bad. I've been. Um, it's pretty busy, like uh, more rat. Uh, I actually will be meeting my wife probably mid afternoon. I'm actually you know, to the town called Valdor. Okay. And uh, she's just traveling. She has meetings on Friday and Saturday here. But for me, I had some, I needed to do some work on my truck. And uh, actually, it's my birthday today. Happy birthday. Uh, yeah, thank you. I, I just don't uh, let anybody know uh, how many years uh, young I am. <laughs> You're officially an elder now? I'm, uh, I'm, uh, since you, uh, your, your prime. So yes, I'll, I'll, so. I'll, I'll, uh, I'm 56 years young. Well, 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 didn't take much to twist that rubber arm of yours. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be reluctant to answer any questions when I hit the big six zero. I bet, like my brother Mervin. <laughs> well, I, I, I turned 61 this summer. Oh wow! This past summer. Oh yeah. 
let you both beat 64. Well, oh, he's wow. gonna he's gonna be a pensioner next year. Oh man, I, <laughs> I well, I, I I'm 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 gonna I gotta um, encourage that. I feel like I'm uh, I feel young talking to both of you. <laughs> Next year, I'll be able to get up for the sun and go to bed with the, when the sun goes down next year. <laughs> yeah, it's been actually, my wife and I, we've, um, oh boy, was it 2017, 16, 17, we started, uh, we, we felt there was a need for a, 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 like a First Nation to help our people with mental health or social problems, you know, and just, just all around battles in life. So my wife and I actually pen things down. Uh, in our house, uh, we invited a guy to come help us. Uh, so we became incorporated. We became a business, and now we became a, a, a registered charity. This is summer, so it's actually, it's actually called the Wichiwewen uh, Center. So what that really means is that Wichiwewen is kind of helping one another. The wow. counseling and yeah, it's a counseling. Basically, it's a counseling agency. We wouldn't be able to have this if my wife didn't have her master's. So she's uh, so we have a counseling agency that offers programs, and so that's been growing because we've been asked to travel to all the three Cree Nation communities. There's a place called Sesebi uh, last week, uh, and on Monday I go to Nemeska for another wow. week. So, do you have any? Uh counseling behind you at all for your... me and my 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 but more of uh well we have five uh well greta is, uh, is the most qualified because uh, we wouldn't be doing it for her and we have four certified counselors that are first nation but more of the admitted uh, my my education training is administration and leadership okay i oversee the whole organization so kind of work good as a team my wife you know and i do a lot yeah. of the governance stuff, a lot of administrative stuff. And she does a lot of the groundwork with counseling and set up the counseling center there. Yeah. It worked, it actually worked well, yeah. So, yeah, and then we, we, we do a lot of programs. Uh, we average about two, three programs a week in, just in Muskegonish. Okay. Yeah, in the morning, evening, some in the afternoons. We do a lot of land-based. Uh, we, we go out on the land and and we, it's called actually it's called a healing journey. Okay. Alcohol abuse and drug use uh, program that we are doing yeah. our second edition this year uh, on yeah. October 11th for for a couple of weeks. Nice. Um, yeah. So we do that's the kind of work we do. The wilderness camps. Uh, oh, for those that are listening, we're talking to uh, Dave Chichu from Waskaganish, Quebec. It's up on uh, James Bay. Uh, yeah, like for the people I'll be watching, um, my name is uh, David Chichu. I grew up on a little reservation in northern Ontario called Moose Factory. Uh, so in 92, I kind of moved over, met my wife, uh, Greta Wiskichat. And so now we re she resides in, in Oskagna, so that's where we both reside to this day. I moved there in, I believe I moved there in 1992. We both uh, reside there. Tell us about your uh, your home life. I know that I know that you had um, you were raised by Christian parents. Yeah, I was. Uh, I believe that could be corrected. I actually, I before my mom, my dad. Sorry, my dad died last uh, 
last November 25th. No, actually it was November 20th, 2020. My dad passed away, so it was just last year. I had a chance to sit with my dad actually and one whole afternoon and silly me, instead of recording it, I was trying to write it down on my notes notes uh, app on my cell phone. And he gave me a, quite a rundown, a, a brief history of uh, how the gospel came uh, from the late 50s, it's more in the early 60s, yeah. Uh, if, I, if I remember my dad, uh, the notes and what my dad told me, uh, him, uh, my dad is George Chichu and part and wife was uh, Beatrice Moses. They were, I believe, the first two, first five that got saved in, in Moose Factory. And so we grew up, yes, we all grew up in a Christian home. Was that by Doug Taylor? It was, yeah. The church was uh, founded by Doug. Uh, Doug was able to utilize a lot of the new believers to uh, immediately to get involved with the actual building of the church and actually doing the work, ministry work within uh, the church and in the community. So he was pretty instrumental, actually, and he's from Shubanaki, Nova Scotia. Yeah, I actually met him. Okay. Yeah. 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 I had the privilege of meeting him too at his home uh, in Shubanaki. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's so they they he got saved under his his ministry and um, yeah and Doug left here trained him trained a lot of the men and the ladies well. I believe that that was the only uh, missionary that actually came to Moose Factory and the, it was actually the local people that uh, took uh, over the work. That's still going on today. What amazes me that uh, there's many pastors that came out of the Church of Moose Factory. Yeah, that's, that's something. Yeah, a lot of people out there that are in ministry. I can think of Abraham Jolly here in Quebec. Paul Moses has been a pastor forever in Wisconsin. Forever. <laughs> yeah, and then you have my, myself, who I guess part of the... Uh, Leadership there at the church at Mervyn was in Sudbury for a while. You got Howard Jolly in Manitoba. James uh, Moses. James Moses in what's that in Bemidji, the Cass Lake there. And you had, uh, oh, I put Juliet Small or Juliet Newski that was out in Alberta. Yeah. Uh, and then I probably forgot. Then you have others like uh, Jordan Mervyn's son, Jordan, that's in Sudbury now. You know, that you have that other generation that's doing some ministry work and some other work. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I really, really haven't really thought much of that. So thanks for a reminder. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm sure I missed a few people uh, uh, in regards to out there doing some ministry work. Uh, I think I heard that Kevin Moore was being was the pastor at Sudbury now. He was involved in ministry there. Um, Kevin Moore from Lusanee. Um, correct. Correct. So growing up to well, you born into a family that that knew the Lord, right, the Lord Jesus. How did you come personally to uh, embrace Christ? Yeah, yeah, and for, and for me, it was, uh, it was a journey. It was a journey for me in regards to, um, I'm not sure if I, I want to say, uh, for me, accepting Christ, because <laughs> I think that, I don't think I believe that he's the one that chooses all of us. Uh, to be his servant, you know, so and it was a journey for me. Like I said, I grew up in a Christian home, but uh, a bit a lot of pain, you know. Uh, I think my, my mother was, was a residential school uh, 
survivor, you know, and I, I don't like the word survivor too, because she, I know over her time, she, she grew, you know, uh, with yep, the help yep. of the Lord to overcome those, those dreadful years in the residential school. Like for us, a lot of us not realizing uh, the history of the residential school back then, like in the seventies, you know, and not too much was coming out. And, mm. uh, I think the residential school was kind of the norm, you know, this is the way things are. And, you know, that's how it's going to be. Uh, today, it's quite the uh, opposite. You know, that what they did to our people was uh, outright uh, horrendous, you know, and a lingering pain that's, that's, that's hurting our people to this day. But I feel like my mom, um, even not necessarily said it with her words, but through her actions, she was able to um, overcome a lot of it and treat us uh in a way that mothers should treat uh, their children, but it was always the case for us. I was, I was hurt I, uh, in my childhood because of the way we were treated, you know? Uh, so it, from, from that, uh, I always remember this song. I was just, uh, I, I was at this uh, hunting with uh, my brother Mervyn. Uh, uh, I like to say the traditional grounds of, uh, of Southern or what it's just like, just between Sudbury and North Bay <laughs> at a farm and we were, uh, stayed in the, in in a in a traditional setting, which was a motel, <laughs> just not. <laughs> and uh, we were hunting, and and said, "Did you ever hear the song?" He says, "By Corey uh, Osbury." And uh, and uh, so I, I looked at it, and I, I really liked the lyrics of it. And so I, uh, and the, the lyrics of it, I think it's called "Reckless Love." The lyrics of it was yeah. really really touched me uh, back then, and. And it kind of uh, is kind of my testimony because he he shared that uh, uh, he shared what the, the reason behind the song was. He I always remember uh, sitting in that motel room and, uh, and wondering still, you know, about things in life. And this was like probably 10, 12 years ago or eight to 10 years ago, I should say. And uh, he says, you know, I was this broken down kid. He says, uh, regrets uh, as deep as the ocean. I always remember those words, and he says, my innocence was portals like water, he said, you know. Mm. And so that, that, that really rung a bell to me, and I could really, uh, in some ways, really could connect with, to what he was saying. And, uh, and so it was a journey for me to really declare God uh, ruler over my Lord of my life, you know. Uh, yeah. The fact that uh, why was I treated the way I was uh, when I, I lived in a Christian home? You know, and do, do I want that life? And, and, a big part, and a big part of me said, no, I didn't, I didn't want it. Um, and so, but, um, and so I was able to, uh, to find healing in my life to overcome a lot of the pain. Uh, a lot of that, uh, and so a lot of that, uh, I guess a lot of that support that I had that was uh, with my wife and she, she, and kind of understood where I came from, you know, and I know it's not correct for a, I don't believe that a wife should be our counselor or, but I don't think she had a choice because I was so broken. <laughs> I think, I think what it is is because you were married and, and she loved you that she was willing to walk with you through the hard times and that as your wife, she loved you and, and she just, I'm sure she carried some of your hurt and wanted you to walk through that with her and and i think uh, just her love for you is was incredible to be able to stand by you and 
and love you and walk with you. And I totally agree with your saying because um, I always remember uh, Venus, what uh, she told me in, in, in probably my most darkest times in our relationship where things were, where things were, were I felt that word, um, it, it wasn't possible to, to build that trust, to build that relationship again in the context of our marriage, you know, and uh, I always remember laying in bed with her. Uh, her mom just passed away. Like, it was a, it was her, day, her mom was Annie Wishkan, and she's one of the first believers in Wiskagamish also. I met her too. Yeah, nice lady. Yeah. yeah. Nice lady, and she died of a massive heart attack. Oh. And so in 97, that was in yeah. 20, 27th, 1997, it was actually, it was actually that my mom's birthday where uh, she died, Andy died, and uh, I remember that maybe two days after my mom, after Greta's mom passed away, she uh, took, she actually, uh, she sat in her lane in bed, and I knew she was grieving, like heavy, she had this heavy grief, and then I remember she looked at me and said, no, Dave, he says, nothing hurts more than losing my, losing mom, he says, eh? And, uh, and, and then she says, you know what, I can forgive you. And I, and a man that just, that really, that really tore into me, eh? Like, uh, uh, I mean, how could someone love me, especially the way that she didn't deserve to be treated, you know? And that uh, was my alcohol addictions and my, my drug addictions. And uh, yet she, she said that, you know, I, I could forgive you. And that really, really, um, really, her, her lifestyle, still loving me despite the way I was living, uh, really spoke to me. She was actually, uh, even her saying that, um, really made me seriously think about my life. And so I made a, I made a commitment to Christ when I, was at, when I was six years old. Actually, it was at a, at a kids club. The gospel was presented and uh, I accepted that. I believe it was then that God called me, but at a young age of six years old, there's not too many things I remember when I was six years old. I remember getting sick with meningitis at five and uh, at six, I accepted Christ. That's the only two things I can truly remember. Uh, and so I knew it was genuine, but I walked away from the Lord. Then in 1997, I asked the Lord to forgive me and to cleanse me from all sin and uh, I asked him to be Lord of my life, and so I, I believe it. You know, um, even though um, we didn't, de we don't deserve um, uh, love. My 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 wife uh, still loves me, even though sometimes we we don't love God. He still loves us. Yeah, uh, and that was kind of the breaking point for me that He would still accept me of who I was. You know, who I am, past and present and sense and. And he's going to love me for eternity, you know, I want here while I'm on earth here, you know, I, I did make a, I believe it was a, a calling from the Lord and I accepted his calling. You know, it was on June 22nd, 23rd in 1997. Uh, he delivered me from uh, drug addiction and, and delivered me from, from alcohol abuse. So, yeah, that's kind of where, where uh, for me, uh, it was life changing. Of course, I still struggle with um, one of my biggest struggles of really, uh, really believing if there was a God. That was I struggled for two years. I throughout my life, I always I always struggled with God. Eh? And was He really there? Uh, why would God um, cause so much pain and suffering? And then, and then yet, even when I accepted Christ, I still doubted God. And I always remember going, and I was still wondering which path I was going to take. You know, and, uh, wondering if I should. Keep following a, a God that uh, causes so much pain, you know, 
forget uh, and a lot of times when we're in that state we forget that god, god is a our healer yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's by his wounds that we are healed eh? and uh, but but in those times i kind of lost track of that and uh, but and then, but then he called me uh, i always remember going on uh, a place called a Brabac River. I told my wife, I'm going to go, I'm going to go uh, fishing for no, three days. I'll be gone for four days. I need some time alone. And I would do that quite often because I, I always wanted time of solitude and time alone uh, to deal with things, yeah, personal yeah. things in my life. So my wife understood that and there was no worrisome red. But I got to the Brabac River and I was the only one there except for two elderly ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, uh, you know, I, I got on my boat and I went fishing up the river. I really enjoyed fishing and I always remember anchoring, anchoring my boat, anchoring my boat and, and all of a sudden just something happened and hard for me to explain. Uh, but it's a Lord, I, when I look back at it now, it was God speaking to me through creation. Mm. Um, man, I remember sitting there, everything was still, the clouds, I could see the clouds, I could see the sun, I could hear the, the rapids roaring, I can hear the trees rustling in the wind and yeah. see them i seen that the sun just flowing freely and and then the, the clouds covering it and i always remember looking up in the cloud looking up and viewing creation and i and i and a, a still small voice hard to explain and says you know he says i created all of this i created all of this <laughs> and basically telling me no don't doubt me i'm god almighty I remember, I remember, I, I was curious, you know how it is, I looked around in the boat too, you know, see who's around, you know, and I remember just God, God getting on my knees and in my boat, and I said, Lord, I, I, I forgive you for that, forgive me for doubting who you are. Thank you for your revealing yourself to me. <laughs> and so, and anyways, what ended up happening was, uh, so I got up out of my knees from my boat, and I, and I started casting my, my, my fishing rod in the water. And then I would say approximately, 30 minutes, I caught 28 walleye. <laughs> I was just pulling them in and, and they were just laying around in, on my boat. Hey, I was wondering what is going on. And they were just laying in my boat. And I always remember there's 28 because I went home and told the ladies I got 27 walleye and I, I forgot one fish was under a piece of board. And, uh, I didn't know it was there until one day I started smelling. You know, and I kind of uh, um, must have missed that one fish that was rotting underneath a little piece of board in my boat. So yeah, uh, from there, '97, I really, I, I really, I never looked back. I never, I never doubt God anymore. I believe that God, uh, man. I, like I, I'm going to say it again. Even, even though sometimes we're alone, we're not alone. God's there. Even though we walk away from God, uh, he's still knocking on our door. And so it says that, in the, I believe, in Revelation 3, the message to the church in Laodicea. Mm -hmm. you know, I could be corrected there uh, in regards to the scripture verses and the context of it. Um, but it's, I also remember the verse that I, I stand, he says, I, I mean, I'm here, I stand at the door and knock, he said. Yeah. And, he's, and the key word there is kind of if, he says if. So, it's, so, you know, it's, so we have a choice. You know, do we open the door or not? You know, if you open the door, I will come in and be with you. He said, eh? Mm. Even though we don't, um, we walk away from God, He's always there ready to. There's times in our lives maybe we don't feel love, but God, love never wavers. Even though a lot of times maybe we feel hated by the world, but God never hates us. Yeah. Uh, and 
even though we've been violated in many ways, like a lot of our first nations have been tamed by different people, you know. Yeah. God is a God that heals, you know, and uh, God that always, um, a man of God that just will, will always will always be there for us. I mean, Scripture tells us it's by His wounds and we are healed. He's our healer, even though we don't we don't Absolutely. think He is, but He is. That He's a God that never changes. So, yeah, so that was kind of my journey and. In regards to accepting Christ, it was a, it was a, it was a, a long, uh, long, long journey in regards to uh, fully accepting who He was. But I know um, that God uh, in my life, I always know that God speaks to us through His Word. Uh, God speaks to us through people. Uh, God speaks to us through creation. Uh, nobody will ever convince me it's not true. Yeah. I'm, living, I'm living proof of it. I think we're still learning too, aren't we? I mean, all I am in my life is I'm, I'm starting to let him into certain areas of my life that I didn't fully give over to him, right? And just learning more about him. I think sometimes as Native people, we grew up in the generation that uh, whatever happened in the home or wherever it was, you don't tell anybody. You just kept you just kept everything secret, mm -hmm. and we looked we looked okay on the outside, but on the inside, our hearts are breaking, and we mm -hmm. were just totally hurting people. Mm -hmm. And then when we come to Christ, he all of a sudden he starts uh, revealing these little things in us that that uh, created so much pain and havoc in our life that that slowly he he reveals it all and and it's a painful process of having to deal with each of those things i know with my stepfather murdering my mother that was i never took no counseling but god healed my heart and all i had was christ and and he came and took my heart and he used scripture to bring healing in my life amen yeah, you know, you talked about uh, you talked about something that's pretty prevalent today eh, with First Nations. I think it's also um, not only First Nations but abroad. You know that there's been a lot of pain, uh, historical pain, and a lot of pain. And a lot of it could stem from the home too. Yeah, yeah. we got a, one thing I recognize too that uh, we're we're sinful, all sinful human beings. You know, parents and fathers are not perfect too. They'll make mistakes, eh? Yeah. Like all of us and stuff. But then what do we do with that pain, you know? You know, I think that's an area of my life that I learned. Um, I believe that we have uh, we have um, a choice, you know, and uh, for too long, I believe it might have been like 16 to 18 years. I, and my response to that pain was choosing a destructive lifestyle. And a lot of our people struggle with that, you know. They, well, you know, when you think about us as humans, no matter what nationality we are, we're not trained to. This is what you need to do to over uh, to overcome sexual abuse. There's, there's, there's. This is, you know, like yes, we have a lot of booklets and and and, and good uh, webinars and seminars today, but we never had those in the seventies and even in the eighties. No, 80s. <laughs> no. You know, and so. We, we, a lot of us didn't know how to handle inner pain, pain that maybe people, um, are, are they, they, I remember, I always remember they would, people would always tell me in my teenage years, why are you so angry? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just my response to inner pain, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I had to, I, I really had to deal with that part of my life. I, I had to address it. Uh, I tell people today, um, that struggle with alcohol abuse and drug use, uh, I tell them it's not the, uh, 
alcohol and, and the abuse of drugs uh, and the abuse of alcohol and the use of drugs is not your problem. Um, it's just symptoms to a bigger problem and and you need to address that whether it be it be homelessness, it be a rejection, abandonment, it could be uh, not having a, maybe a father, mother, uh, different forms of abuse and I truly believe that uh, you need to address those things uh, when you do. Um, alcohol and drugs won't be would be prevalent in your life. Uh, so that was kind of my journey. I, 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 I didn't know how to handle home life. I didn't know how to handle what was happening to me in the community because it was so much violence and so much pain. And, and I chose that destructive lifestyle uh, for too long. But thank, thankfully, with the help of guys, like I said, God uses people. He used my wife. God uh, used, his, used scripture. He used creation to call me back into his presence. And so I always remember this too. Like I, I always, um, you know, um, lot, uh, for me, I, I share. I'm able to go a lot of these Cree communities. I, like I said, I just came from Sesame last week. I'm going to go to Nemiska on Monday for another conference and to facilitate workshops and and so on. And uh, I always remember uh, one study that I've done that really really makes a difference. Uh, a study that should be taught. I actually shared that at the Rising Above. Uh, it was kind of a rising over doing a little, uh, I think it was, might have been Zoom Live or Facebook, uh, a program. I believe it was earlier this year and I almost didn't make it through. I accepted, uh, I accepted the invite to be, the, I guess, the speaker. Uh, I almost didn't make it through because I was so broken. But I always remember, uh, I remember like, um, when you think about our, like a lot of us are not here by accident, you know, like we get, we get to see, we meet so many people in the work that we do. They say that, oh, we're accidents, you know. Uh, my mom told me that it was, uh, I was out drinking on the weekend and, and so that's, and I did something that maybe that wasn't, wasn't planned and you're here, you know, and, uh, you know, so a lot of the, our young people hear this thing, you know, and they keep hearing, oh, I'm an accident, I shouldn't be here. My, my mother got raped and, you know, and she got, and I was conceived, you know, and so on, but, I mean, when you think about the creation again, you know, it's, it's absolutely phenomenal how man created each and every one of us. Uh, I was reading, I was just doing some study and reading and, and watching some videos on, uh, it was called, it was on WebMD, WebMD, uh, and it's uh, a Mayo Clinic and talked about, in a, I always say this in the context of, uh, this is in the context of a, a loving relationship in, in marriage, I say when a man and woman get together, um, you know, when they get together, they, they actually say that the, the actual woman, an actual man, I mean, sorry, um, actually releases a hundred million to four hundred. I say little fishies, little sperm. Yeah. And so their their whole objective is that is they're going to swim their hardest to reach this one egg. They're going to swim through the reproductive system of the woman. Why? They, they're all trying to reach this one egg. And according to WebMD, it, says, it goes on to say there, it says, you know, but they say about 200 to 250 will actually make it close to the finish line. And only one will make it, you know. And so so when that uh, the winner, you know, and the fastest swimmer gets the egg, you know, in a special way, and, and yet the, a, a baby is formed, eh? Uh, nine months later, a beautiful baby is being born, eh? And uh, you know what I, I tell people today, and I it's kind of my story too. Like I do it in my life, because I I always I always doubted who I was, eh? Uh, 
I can't do anything right because I was told that for for so many years I'm not able to do anything right. You're always angry. Um, like, when are you going to smarten up? And I think there was probably about 99 negative comments to two compliments <laughs> in regards to ratios, you know. Uh, but I got to the point in my life, no, I'm not. I'm not an accident, you know. If I'm able to defeat 399,999,999 other fishies, you know, am I here by accident? Absolutely yeah. not. No. Uh, we're not. We're, we're, we're <laughs> forever away. We we were conceived as 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 boys and girls, men and women. Um, it was. We're not here by accident. We're we're created for a purpose, and uh, we're, we're we're created to, for for a purpose and in, in life. So. I think that's that little crazy, little silly little, I guess, story needs to be told. Mm -hmm. We live in First Nation territory where people struggle with wanting to live anymore and they struggle with uh, suicidal ideations, uh, self harm, and sadly, a lot of people um, uh, commit suicide. Uh, and yet, God created them for a purpose. A verse that really spoke to me in my life, too, you know, knowing that I'm special. Uh, knowing yep. that uh, I'm not a mistake, uh, I'm not I'm not retarded, because <laughs> as I was told when I was younger, I'm not crazy. Uh, I, it took me some some 25 years to 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 accept that all these were lies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I'm, I'm this is what God says about us. He says, "For you created my inmost being." This is the psalmist, and he says. Uh, talking about the creator of the universe is you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully, wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. You know that we are fearfully, wonderfully made. It says, it, and it says his works are wonderful. So Venus, he created us special. Amen to that. Mark, he created us special. Absolutely. And Dave, uh, we just want to say, you know, like, we really appreciate you sharing and we value you. And like you said, the Lord values us more, but we value you as a brother. And Amen. We're inspired by that group, your group up in uh, Wasaganish and what you're trying to do. I uh, would hope that maybe you could uh, even come and help us out at the rap at Gidiganik sometime if we had a family camp. Yeah. I think Dave was planning on coming to the Maritimes with the team. Yeah. Yeah, we were actually invited to come. I've been in contact with Martin. Martin, Martin, Martin there. So looking at maybe doing some work, but also too, we, we want to tell him to come up north and do some work in our church too. So there might have to be an agreement there. Well, you know what? We, we were talking about that, that we should make a trip up to West Gaganish. That'd be nice. Yeah, we just have to. Uh, when he's not busy, which he's he's busy all a lot of the time. So I'll have to uh, put a plug in his ear again. Remind him. Yeah, you do. You do that. We ladies can come up and just visit visit people. Oh yeah, that would be awesome. Actually, we'd be, be quite awesome. Yeah, I find I find a lot of those trips you go to. Uh, um, you know, and, and I know this will be the case for your ladies there is that, oh, we'll go minister to these people, but 
it's quite quite possible that you're the one that's going to get encouraged. It's yes, I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. It seems to be the case for us too. Like we go, hey, let's go encourage these people, but it it, it kind of works the other way. Yeah, and we leave there encouraged. <laughs> well, maybe next time we can have a conversation with you and your wife together. Yeah, I'd be. She'd be more than willing. Yeah, just let us know, um, and it'd be interesting too because it's Greta will speak Cree. Like I, I recognize in my life that that with God all things are possible. Eh? Like, uh, is, is I, I go to the point and say if we want to do things in our own power and strength, it, it won't be as effective. You know. Yeah. Um, we need to include God in all things and. It's uh, kind of my mindset in doing things. I, in my own life, I need to include God in all that I do. I mean, I'm such a flawed, uh, such an imperfect human being, and I mean, it's just absolutely essential that we include God in our lives every day. We all are, right? Yeah. But, yeah, and and the work that we do too, and it'd be doing these uh, podcasts or these Zoom uh, media casts and. Would it be working uh, in ministry wherever we are, or working uh, in your jobs, or uh, going to wherever the store or whatever you know, man, doing the little things? We've got to include God. I think that's an area that uh, I'm working on in my life. There's times yeah. in my life I, I I tend to forget about God, and you know, and I think things would have been would have turned out a lot different if we invited God in all aspects of life. Oh my goodness, yes. yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, I always look at this too. I, one of the, I guess for me, I was, um, I'll share two stories, I guess, for me that that, that, that happened. Uh, you know, and I was struggling, really struggling in my life and it's connection to what I'm just saying about including God. I always remember a verse that came to me was uh, in times of maybe doubting God and, and wonder which path I'm going to take in life, you know, and uh, and yet uh, he said that in in, in Matthew 6, 33, it says, uh, seek first his kingdom, it says, and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you, it said, you know. I think what that really means is that we need to, talk about, we need to seek his kingdom here on earth. I think what that means is that we've got to do the things that will draw us closer to God, that's worship ties and offering, you know, it could be, it could be doing, remember his death till he comes and said, taking part in the Lord's Supper on a regular basis, uh, reading scripture, witnessing, you know, and, and, and being that light and salt of the world. It says, you know, and then, you know, I believe when that happens, I really truly believe that, uh, and all these things will be added unto me. He says that he's going to take care of not maybe necessarily what we want, but I think there's times he will he will give us things that we want, you know, because he also says in Proverbs, it says that uh, you like yourself in the Lord and he'll give us the desires of our hearts, eh? Mm. You know, and uh, but then he'll allow, and then he'll add all these things. He says that he'll take care of our every need, you know? Just put him first uh, in your life and all things that you do, then he's going to take care of the rest, you know? And I always remember this verse too, you know, I, I know at the start there, I talked about hardships and difficulties and, and, and pain that, you know, my mom passed away uh, about seven years ago, six, seven years ago, we were actually going to celebrate Christmas. My wife and I, it was an annual thing. We usually go to New Year's. 
uh, spend Christmas in Oshkaga, she could have uh, uh, bring in a New Year family, Moose Factory. My mom was quite sick, sick, uh, little did I know, uh, that on January 6th, and he was going to breathe her last breath here on earth. Enter in my faith that he she's in glory today, you know. Uh, but my face is my, my face is like I believe that I will see her again. I remember when she passed away, <clears throat> read read my spread when it opened. My first verses that I opened was in James 1 2. James chapter 1 and it was verse 1 2 to 7. It's right on to I believe of 12. It says that uh, he says, count it all joy. It says, you know what that really means is that be exceedingly joyful. It says, that's what it actually means. Yeah. Uh, when you face, be, when you face trials of many kinds, it says, you know, <laughs> that was my first scriptures, you know, <clears throat> when, when my mom passed away. And it goes on to talk about how it, how it benefits us uh, in regards to like, you know, perseverance, character. Uh, it talks about becoming mature and complete. Uh, you know, too, in our lives, eh? And uh, I don't think it means uh, to enjoy suffering, you know, when, when mom dies or dad dies. or I don't. I think it talks about the after fact, you know, that, uh, uh, that you know, count it all joy in your faith trial. Because, you know, what happens when we overcome, we persevere through hardships, hardships and difficulties is that we, we, we gain something that will help us uh, in life, you know, and God only knows, eh? And, and so I always say that you need to persevere. Uh, we need to embrace hardships, even though it's difficult. I talked about my, my upbringing. Actually, it was tough talking about it even today. And, uh, but I believe it is, it is through those hardships that God shaped me into the person I am today. You know? um, although I, I would never want anybody to go through what I went through. Uh, uh, from my perspective, because it was kind of my life too, I, I, I look at it as it was a beneficial time for me today. Yeah, and through those hardships that I grew uh, and, and become the man I am today, and I, I believe that's what God does. Uh, he allows us to go through difficult and hardships. He tells us He's never gonna allow us to do things that we can't handle. You know, mm. when difficulties comes our way, it's hard to remember that portion of Scripture, though. You know, but when we continue yeah. trusting God, He will. There, there is so much benefits that come from pain and suffering. Uh, and I believe uh, uh, it is that uh, I believe that we we grow more in pain and suffering than victories. Yes. I mean, you look at you look at uh, uh, Romans five. Uh, I think it might have been verse two, three. It says rejoice and suffering. It says <laughs> because it develops all these all these godly things that God wants us to have in our lives. Uh, but it's a journey, not easy. easy I, I believe it's easier said than done. Uh, when you're in that state of pain and suffering, it's uh, we want out. Uh, when we're in that state of pain, we want out. We don't want no part of it. And sometimes we got to remind ourselves. Uh, uh, but a lot of times, I believe that the Spirit of God does that too, because that's who He is. Um, uh, I remember doing a message uh, that was the end of uh, my father's house fellowship. They had this gathering. I I spoke on um, Isaiah sixty four eight. A new Lord, it says, are the Father. It says, talks about his, I think it talks about his sovereignty there. You know, mm -hmm. that you are Lord, you are Father. You know, that it says that you are the potter. It says, again, it talks about his sovereignty. You know, that we're, we're just this lump of clay. <laughs> created us, you know, uh, and, 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 and that you are the potter, it says there. And I know, and then, and so when you think about that, eh, like, uh, 
Well, maybe I'll, I'm going to read that. I'm going to actually read that if I can find it quickly. Because um, it's an important verse that I might, uh, we'll see. Uh, it's in Isaiah 64, 8. I haven't gotten kicked out of the lobby yet, so I'm doing okay. <laughs> Anyways, it says, it says, yet you, it says Isaiah 64, reading from the NIV. Uh, yet you, it says, Lord, are our father. It says, we are the clay. Uh, you are the potter. It says, we are all the work of your hand. It says, you know, I read that, I was studying that in regards to that potter, uh, asking about clay and potter and what it all takes. I remember taking pottery when I was in, uh, going to the Cairnport High School in, in Cairnport, Saskatchewan. I took pottery. And I think I had other things in my mind besides pottery, but I didn't excel. And, uh, but you know, when you put a lump of like, clay on the, you have to center it, eh? And, but then you, 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 it's you that's going to shape it into what you wanted to make of a bowl or a, or a cup. You know, a lot of times I believe the Lord has us on the potter's wheel. I, I, times of pain and suffering. Mm. I believe mm. it, is, it is where God shapes and molds us into the people that he wants. Person, I'll say person, I'll talk about myself, where he wants me, what he wants me to become. Mm. You know, a lot of times we want healing. <laughs> mm. uh, you know, and uh, today I, I, I tell Lord, don't take this, don't take this away from me. I mean, mm -hmm. let it let it finish its work in me, mm -hmm. so that so that you could continue to shape me, mold me into the person that uh, that you want me to be. So I believe that uh, we have a God that all sometimes will have us on the potter's wheel, you know, and uh, yeah, uh, and and but then it, that's where He does a lot of His work. Not easy, no, you know, not not easy when we're there. Um, but he goes on to say, "We are, are all the work of your hand." It says, "You know, like who doesn't want to be shaped by the by our Father in heaven?" <laughs> uh, I want to be. <laughs> so, just don't let the world shape us. That's right. Don't let the ways of the world shape us. Let let our Father allow Him to shape and mold us into the person that He wants to be. Hmm. And he uses pain and sometimes and suffering and. Uh, we really need to, uh, as a church, I think we have to embrace that because, like you said, that's how that's how God works in us, and we are more sensitive, I think, to His to His uh, leading and to His um, ministry in our lives when when we have suffered. Mm. It's very important what you said. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Dave. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time to be with us. Yes, thank you. Thank you for uh, really appreciate the call it. and I mean, just being here. Yeah, keep in touch. We'll, uh, I'll talk. I'll be seeing my wife probably, uh, probably in about three hours. Okay, no, send my love. I will do that for sure. This has been a broadcast of Arrowhead Radio, a ministry of Arrowhead Native Bible Center. For good Christian resources, visit our bookstore at wabanakibooks.com. Look for a new episode next week, wherever you find your favorite podcasts.